Hello, it's Dawn, and this is my podcast, Conversations. It's a variety show about real life stuff, and there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today we have Kaylee Rose. Hi, Kaylee. Hello. So nice to talk with you. Thanks oh. for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. And um, I was really excited to talk to you because your message is amazing. I want to go back to middle school time. If yes. you didn't mind. And can you tell me what your middle school career was like? <laughs> uh, yes. So about a year ago, I woke up. I've been a singer and a songwriter. I've been a singer for my whole life. But um, I started songwriting about five years ago. And then just a year ago, I woke up and was thinking about how I was bullied in middle school um, and then decided, you know what, um, because I went through that on my own, it made my confidence go from a high. You know, I think you come into the world and you're so eager to love, yes. be loved. Yeah. And then it dropped and it lasted for over a decade, that zero self-esteem, hating myself. And so I decided to create this program called Music with a Message so I could bring what I call confidence tools into schools through music. So trying to use that experience to help others. I love that. And I also yeah. wish that somebody would have been doing that. Like, I don't know what it is about middle school. And I've mentioned mm -hmm. this in so many other podcasts, you know, when people, uh, women are talking about confidence and stuff like that. And it's mm -hmm. like, what? happens in middle school that all of a sudden girls just turn on each other and yeah. I mean I assume it was girls you were boys yeah. in too or it was it was so I um I came to my lunch table with my group of friends that I you know sat with every day and we all had our same seats and a boy was sitting so you know boys were involved um but a boy was sitting in my seat and he wouldn't move and then they all started whispering and giggling and not telling me what was going on and then someone the head bully said uh you can't sit with us anymore my gosh it's just like mean girls <laughs> I just realized that in that moment like, don't oh. say those exact words. You can't sit with us anymore. Um, but this was oh. not funny. <laughs> no, then, it's terrible. Yeah. And then that one girl in particular really um, just targeted me for a while. And it was a bunch of different incidents. And I never quite understood why. You know, of course, my mom said, oh, it's jealousy. But that yes. doesn't make anything feel better when you're that young. You just you want the friends to still like you. And the other friends, I, you know, certainly made amends with and they weren't really involved as much. And I apparently can forgive, <laughs> which is a good <laughs> skill to have. Well, yeah, because they made you feel like there was something wrong with you when in actuality, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. For, you know, nobody that's actually a nice person singles somebody out or has True. people make fun of them. I mean, like, clearly there's something wrong with them, but I was bullied. I know that. Yeah. I'm dread. Sorry dread going to school. You know, like I said, I wish there would have been somebody like you that came uh. in and then started talking about it. And you could be mm -hmm. like looking side eye at your bully person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> being yeah. like, Are you hearing this? This is you. Totally. She's talking to you right and now. And not to like, um, skirt any, I mean, maybe I did something they didn't like, I don't know, you know, and I, it, I probably should have that conversation, but it's such a difficult conversation because now I'm like very friendly with the rest of the girls and we've just never talked about it. Um, and the other girl, she was always the first one to look at my stories on Instagram. I mean, really that, so maybe my mom was completely right. So if that's any kind of consolation for anyone who's going through bullying, it might really be jealousy, but 
doesn't make it feel good in the moment. You just don't want to be targeted or, you know, have acts like that against you. Yeah. Or it's, or it would be like, um, today you're Mm -hmm. in the group tomorrow. You're not. And then maybe. And so the, the other girls that you do talk to, they Uh have never made mention of like, sorry, I was a B word to you. (laughs) Like, do they never? Yeah, no, it's funny. Like we just went on to have a really strong friendship after that. And, uh, I mean like, so many sleepovers they're my core group of friends so and then when I went to high school I went to a private high school but we chose to stay in touch so I mean I think forgiveness is really important and I was not young enough at the time to realize I was forgiving them for myself because if you walk around carrying that around it's really weighing on you you know that's resentment and that doesn't feel good (laughs) no well you're definitely a bigger person because That's it's fine. so easy just to um, let that carry you through and make you, you mm. know, spiteful and yeah, um, but it does you no good, obviously. And I even but... feel badly talking about it now. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I should reach out to that girl and just say, like, what happened? Because we both have kids now. You know, like, what was it? Maybe that's the bravest thing I can possibly do. And I'm constantly teaching bravery to kids in schools. So, hmm. Food for thought. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you ever do that, you I have know. got to let me know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It would be so, so interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I started to say that because I don't blame her, you know? Like, she, looking back as an adult, I'm like, she was 10, you know? She was coping the best way she knew how at the time. And now I know her, so she was hurting and lashing out for that reason. And then, not proud to say, I was not nice to when, like, a new girl came into the friend group. I made fun of the bow in her hair. I like I remember saying something directly to her about the bow in her hair and it wasn't nice, it wasn't kind, and that was terrible of me. So I was a hurt person hurting people. Yeah. You yeah. know? It becomes this cycle. So that's why we have to stop bullying, you know, before it starts. Uh, you said you told your mom and she, mm-hmm. you know, thought they were Did you tell any teachers or what, did anybody else mom, know? Yeah, I think my mom, my mom is very very strong and she is very protective (laughs) so she got on the phone you know um but there's only so much you can do like I was talking to someone about my music with a message program that I take into schools and they said um yeah like the teachers are doing as much as they can but it's the students who need to stand up in certain moments because there are so many little moments where the teachers just aren't around you know so that's when it's going to happen unfortunately bullies will find a way I always thought of that too, about like the kids that I'm sure you can think of a few and maybe some of the Uh, friends that you're friends with now are some of those kids, but the ones that were like, they knew that what was happening was not good and they, you know, but they were too scared to say something. And so you should always want to be that kid. That's Mm -hmm. just like, um, that's not very nice. You shouldn't totally. say that, you know, it, like there's nothing, you don't have to be confrontational mm-hmm. to settle it, you know, and just be yeah. like, that, that wasn't a very nice thing for you to say, or just yeah. something to make that person feel like there's other people recognizing that it's, it's mean. Yeah. And there was one girl at a different lunch table who stood up for me and I'll never forget her. Katie Belling. Thank you, Katie Belling. Um, Thanks, she- Katie. <laughs> She's going to be like, this is so weird that you're talking about this. Um, But I'll never forget her. And I remember at the time being 10 years old saying, oh, my gosh, Katie, I'm going to name my firstborn after you. And obviously I didn't do that because that would be crazy. Lots of things have happened since I was 10. (laughs) You know, my firstborn is named Sienna. 
but you should call uh, her Katie. I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wouldn't that be a weird nickname for Sienna? Um, <laughs> but I'll never forget her kindness and her strength, you know, because I don't know. I remember being in that situation and seeing somebody not being bullied, but seeing someone who was a bit apart from the group and always wanting to be strong enough to bring that person in, but also wanting to be with my friends and not stick my neck out. So, you know, we're all social creatures that protect ourselves at the same time. So it's just so hard. Yeah. There's no one solution, you know? So did you turn to music at that time or were you oh. mus musical before that? Oh, so yeah. The minute I started talking, I was singing for anyone who would hear standing on top oh. of my play table and just, yeah, music was always, and I thought, I thought all kids were that drawn to music, but now having my own daughter and seeing the difference and like what she chooses for activities in her spare time and how musical she is, it's crazy to see. So what kind of music do yeah. you like? Um, now, so I started out classically trained, operatically trained, and then I think through my education system, it, like musical theater was kind of the um, absolute result because like we had musicals in school and we had chorus in school and we didn't have anyone teaching pop music or electronic or country or anything <laughs> other than, yeah. So I realized that I didn't love opera music, but I did love musical theater. And so I started out trying to be like, my dream was to be on Broadway. My dream was to be on Broadway. I went to school in New York for that reason. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Oh, New York. Yes. <laughs> I've never great been. City. No way. Really? Yeah. I oh couldn't my gosh, imagine. You have to go. I'm I know I want way. to. Where are you from? I forgot. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, nice. Okay. Oh, we're not yeah. far. So I'm in Kansas City right now. Right. But I'll be in New York at the end of May for Music with a Message. Um, yeah. So I went to school in New York. I went to Columbia. I didn't study musical theater, but I wanted to go to a school in New York that was, you know, great academically and put me in proximity to Broadway. And so I did some off-Broadway stuff while I was on campus. And then I realized in like – I just kind of woke up one day and was like, oh, wow, we really only have one life. We really do. And we only have one <laughs> self. And there are people doing – like living your dream and what's different from you and them. You know, some circumstance, some training, some focus in a different area. But I realized that pop music was really love and I was – like closeted pop loving because I would like bring in Whitney Houston songs in the 90s to my opera teacher and she would say no. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm able to be the pop singer that I always wanted to be. <laughs> and then do you like writing songs more than you like mm -hmm. singing them? Um, I love them both. I mean, they're different animals. I love performing. That's my favorite thing, being on stage. And when I first started, I, you know, before I started songwriting, I call myself like I was a singer who kind of didn't know what to sing. I was like, maybe I should sing at weddings. Maybe I should sing cover songs and just didn't know. And I always trusted other people to be the writers because I had studied voice since I was eight years old privately, and I figured, okay, other people have been studying as songwriters for longer. I should trust them. But so much of songwriting is getting out your heart. And, you know, you might have a co-write with other writers, and they might help you express your heart, but it's about you and needing to get that out in the world and get that message out to people. So that does not answer your question, I'm aware, but... <laughs> I love I them both. And they, I serve, they, they serve different <laughs> purposes and I love them both. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah. That's it's cool to have a passion, but then to mm. have two passions that you can focus into one thing. That's totally. pretty cool. Yeah, and put them um, together. So does it come to you pretty quick 
when the words it depends sometimes like uh, i've heard other singers talk about certain songs and how they were conceived and it makes me really sad to hear like it was just this moment and the whole song came to me in one piece and you're just like because i'm working on <laughs> verse two line three and i've been there <laughs> But then yeah. I've heard of songwriters like uh, the Lumineers, that song, Oh, Ophelia, um, that was in their phone, they said, for four years before they could find oh, a verse that they liked as much as the chorus. God. Yes. So that makes me feel better because we all have so many song. you know, like a lot of songwriters I know have a million voice memos. They could become a full song at any time. So it's good to know as you're grinding and crafting and working so hard that some amazing artists that I admire greatly, it takes them a while. But yeah. I have had the download from the universe experience where they just kind of come and you feel like they come from somewhere else too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so what inspires you? Everything. Um, <laughs> you know, I I was just uh, game over. One of my songs was on the radio again last night and I got to tune in and listen. And that's always really exciting. It's been out for about a year and they like repurposed it for the uh, NFL draft this week, which was cool. Um, but that song was inspired by my little brother is a big gamer and his name is Jax in case he's listening because he loves when I shout him out. And oh my God. Yes. Hi, Jax. <laughs> Hi, Jax. Um, <laughs> he really does it. I love it. Um, but he had this big sign. So I was um, kind of stuck in Seattle during quarantine and I would have writing sessions and there was constantly a sign above my head that same said game over. And I really liked writing in his room because he had this big bay window and it just felt like really good light in that room and energy. And then one day I looked up and was like, oh, game over is a great empowerment title. You know, so that's where that one came from. And then what else? Um, I'm releasing a song called Feels Like a Weekend on what day is today? On May 12th, I'm releasing it. And that one just came from the love for my husband. Like I just love him. And I feel like every time I'm with him, it feels like a weekend, which is the best thing in the world. So Oh my gosh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he inspires a lot of good things. Oh my gosh. I yeah. had no idea you were that huh. big of a deal when oh. I <laughs> Oh, that's so kind. No, I think that's amazing. Like Aww. I can't imagine what that feels like to be on the radio. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, like how many times I I sat in my car and that's how I discovered songs, you know, or in the passenger seat when my mom was driving and that's how I discovered songs. So I know, a lot, you know, there's a lot of focus put on Spotify and Apple Music these days and all the other streaming services and they're, you know, another great way to discover music. But being on the or in the vessel that was my discovery music method was a big deal. Exciting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And to think that there's other people that are yeah. singing your song because yeah. you sang, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Cool it was pretty great. And I it. like envisioned that, you know, like we had, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go, um, go, go. Well, there was this exercise at one point where I was in this acting class in LA and they had us sit and focus on three things that we really wanted. And one of them was sitting in my car, hearing my song on the radio. And then like right after that, I got a voiceover job. Well, I've been working in voiceover a lot for a lot of my life, but I was like, oh, no, I need to be specific. You know, I want my music on the radio because I've already had my voice on the radio. Now I want this, you know, <laughs> so putting yeah. in that order. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, so 
are you touring right now? Hmm. So yeah, we're in Kansas City right now. We're renovating an Airstream trailer um, to take it on tour. And it's funny because last year, the, I'm actually playing with the pen from the radio station that about exactly a year ago. Um, that's so funny. I don't know if you believe in those things, but here I look down and there it is. Hits 96. Uh -huh. Shout out Chattanooga. Um, they, <laughs> they found my song and they played it on their station. And then they decided to have me come and perform at their like summer kickoff event. And we didn't have the Airstream ready. So we said yes, of course, because I'm yeah. not an idiot. <laughs> Just kidding. But I wasn't going to make that mistake. Um, and we made it work. You know, we drove and stayed in an Airbnb and then got ourselves to Chattanooga, stayed with the wonderful friends. And then we decided to go down to New Orleans and I played a charity show there. So the tour took off and then I've been to North Carolina and all over without the Airstream because it is not ready and we are still renovating. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like fun, though. Yeah. What a story. Yeah. You know, there are fun moments and there are crazy moments and there are pulling out your hair moments of renovating, I've le learned. Testing your marriage moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, you know, we're a very united front and we tend to work through our problems really well. Communication is a strong suit, luckily. But yeah. it's just hard. I mean, it takes it takes my husband away from me and my daughter all the time, you know? So that's my part, like keeping her occupied most of the time on the weekends. And then he doesn't get to ha come have fun with us. You know, it's just like a downer. <laughs> right. Because we love his company. So oh. that's what you take on when you take on a project like that. But the end is finally much closer and we'll take off on another tour. That's So what's your, mm. do you have like a dream place that you'd like to perform or a dream person you'd like to sing with or? Oh, yes. Um, it's funny. I didn't, when you first asked, I thought, no, and I need to get one. And then I thought, yes, you do. It's a big, <laughs> exciting dream, but you can get there. And it's the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles because that to me, it's like this open air, beautiful outdoor venue. And that's my dream. And I want to perform with Adele and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wouldn't yeah. want to follow Adele. <laughs> ah, ah, see, and like part of that dream is Adele comes up to me at the Grammys and tells me she loves my voice. And I get to be oh. like, I love your voice. No, yeah, like those girls do. No, yes. no, no. You have a good yeah. voice. No, I don't. You do. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. And thank you for like sitting here and feeling the dream with me because I feel like that makes it more powerful, right? When you say <laughs> things out loud and have accountability. Manifest. Yeah, manifest. <laughs> yes. Um, have you seen, this is totally off. Well, it's not off topic. Bring it's it. Totally I love off topic. topic. Have you seen um, the special about David Foster? I think it's oh, on no. Netflix. Okay. Oh, you have to watch is it. Is it good? It's okay. It's really good, but it's just, it's amazing to me. Like when you, you're able to just write a song, you know, it's mm -hmm. his, um, is a lot about the composition and stuff too, of right. changing songs or making them kind of individual. I don't know. He's, I didn't really even know who he was uh. until, um, till the show started and all the groups that he worked with and all the songs he produced and his dream is uh. to write a song for Broadway. That's oh, where really? he hasn't yeah. done that yet. No. I'm shocked so about he's work, that. He's working on three. Wow. <laughs> Not just one. Three. Okay. Well, good. That um, That's time for yeah. him. <laughs> but you should watch it. It's really. Oh, I will. Thank you. Yeah, it's really good. So the Hollywood <laughs> Bowl, that's your yes. dream place dream. with Adele. Ed Sharon and Adele. Mm, yes. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm. Adele's voice is crazy good. Yeah. She's just, and I, I like her skinny and I liked her heavy. Mm -hmm. I thought she yeah. was great. You know, it's a beautiful I, woman either way. 
she is. So how do you keep confident? How do you not get so scared <gasps> to be out in front question. of everybody? <laughs> this is my favorite question because I talk about confidence in schools and now I'm having more conversations with, you know, a lot of people with PhDs basically because <laughs> I love talking about confidence. I love teaching confidence. But then I, you know, I started looking up more and more research about it because I thought I had imposter complex come in and say, who the heck are you to talk about confidence? You don't have a PhD. Um, but I did study <laughs> psychology in college and I am one who lived that life with zero confidence. And some a kind friend pointed out to me, students don't listen to people because they have three letters behind their name. They listen to pop stars who are engaging personality wise, you know, so I'm using wow. the music in order to use the PhD tools, you know. Um, but so I've been doing a lot of studying to answer your question question on confidence and what has given me confidence. It's a number of things. I have a whole program about it, like I said, but um, I talked to the kids about, I just truly a week ago created this new part of the program, which I call my wow principles. So W is for positive self-talk. So W as in wear your mantra cape, because how you talk to yourself will inform your external world world as well. And I say like, it's like a cape that you put around yourself in order to protect yourself from self-esteem invaders, because that's mm. what bullies are trying to do, right? They're trying to make you believe in yourself less. So that's a big part of it. And then um, the O in wow is you only have one life and one self and your life is going to be so much happier if you decide to love yourself. So making that decision and having that realization because that's what really woke me up in that way. Oh, another W. Um, and then the last W. <laughs> <laughs> it should be WWU now. Um, and then the last W is for writing wins. Because when I was doing this research and talking with um, educators and psychologists and a lot of incredibly helpful and intelligent people, um, they have new research that mantras are not enough to build confidence because it's not really anchored in something. We need as you know, empirical humans, proof. So writing down your wins at the end of the day or at the end of the week, I, I give the kids a handout um, and I call it your wow list. And looking at the things that you've done that to you might feel brave or like accomplishments are, it's really helpful because then when you do one little brave thing, you do that thing and you look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't so scary. And then you can do a big brave thing and so on and so on. And it's not about big brave things because when I think of bravery, I used to think, oh, it has to mean super strength and standing up to your boss. I don't know, like big yeah. acts. It yeah. doesn't have to be big. You know, it can sometimes for me, it's truly just like meeting someone for lunch because I have a little bit of social anxiety and I'm an introvert and I like to just be home. So sometimes that's my brave act of the day because then I go and I have a great time, you know, and for kids, okay. it can be tying their shoes independently and so many other things. I love that. Thank and that you. can be used by adults for certain. Mm. Um, how how can an mm. introvert be a performer? Ha. Um, yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> before every single show, I'm terrified. Um, but I, af after every single show, I get off stage and I immediately want to go back on. I'm like, oh, I wish I had a show tomorrow or in two days from now. So I, I know that feeling and I know how I feel when I'm on stage. And so I focus on that. Oh, yeah. I, I just, oh, I could listen yeah. to you talk for hours. So, I just, could talk to you for forever. I just love your personality <laughs> and everything. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, yeah. okay. So you said that you were, you'd be willing to sing. What, what song oh, are you yeah. going to do? What, okay. I'm going to unplug my mic. Um, cause you still can't hear my piano, right? 
Couldn't hear that? Correct. Okay. No. All right. We're unplugging this, and you're going to hear me over the computer speakers. Is it yeah. – if it won't work, that's okay. I mean, I – No, no. Oh, I mean, oh no, I can hear me. It. Yeah, because it's all out of my computer speaker now. That's why the quality is what it is, but I'm happy to sing. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, we're back. No, you're fine. And okay. yeah. People just have to take that into consideration that yes. we're just doing a little teeny podcast over here. So calm yeah. down if you want. To. Yeah. Well, do you have like, um, it's all do you have like a them, CD? Right? Like people can buy your music? Um, so I, yeah, I'm actually working on a vinyl record for fun. Um, Cause my husband, my favorite color is blue. And like, I just love everything blue. And he found this awesome vinyl record and it's like electric blue. So I am eventually going to have that. Um, people can find my music everywhere. Music is streamed by looking for Kaylee C A L E Y rose as in the flower on Spotify, Apple music. You can download it. Um, I have a Patreon, which has been really fun my music early early access to people who are my patrons on patreon and yeah and you can find me on all social media c a l e y rose as in the flower except on tiktok where it's kaylee rose music awesome well, yes. was, i'm glad you did that because i was gonna Thank ask you. you anyway so that worked yes. out good come find me okay, okay well this whenever is, you're ready i'm ready you. this is stand up and this is one of my favorite songs to perform through my music with a message program because I get out when it's a good time to stand up for yourself. Is the piano too loud or is it good? It sounds good. Okay. If you could see you like I see you, you wouldn't hide your light. You wouldn't fear the fight. If you could see you like I see you, you'd stand up for your right. And not apologize when the fight affects your life. You need to speak your mind. It's an uphill climb. Stand up. You deserve to be here. Stand up. Oh, this is your here. Stand up. You deserve to be heard. Raise your voices. Stand up. If you could see you like I see you, you'd finally unite allies at your side. If you could see you like I see you, generations nationwide will hear your rally cry when the fight affects your life need to speak your mind it's an uphill climb stand up you deserve to be here stand up oh this is your year stand up you deserve to be heard raise your voices stand up I see strength, I see truth, I see power. I see change, I see hope. We can lift each other. Strength, truth, power, change, hope. We can be the future. Stand up, you deserve to be here. Stand up, oh, this is your year. Stand up, you deserve to be heard. Raise your voices, stand up.
my God. I am bawling. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Gosh, that was so. Oh, your for one, your voice is just beautiful. Thank you so but much. But that the words, oh my God, I just can't wait for people to hear that. That's Thank just. Thank you. Uh, I love that song, and I just did a remix and a remaster to it, so it's out there. Everyone can find it and be inspired and empowered to stand up. Yes, it's really yeah. catchy. Um, but yeah, you know, I just think about um God, I'm gonna cry. Just oh, think about, really? you know, somebody oh. that's, you know, going through it. Yeah. Like how empowering. That's Thank just amazing. You. Oh my oh. gosh, time. So... No, that was I'm just I, I feel is so blessed that oh. I got to talk to you. Thank um you. so you gave out your socials. I'm so glad I know you now too. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, that's so do you have a a good piece of advice that you can share or yes. any advice that you think would be good? Yeah. Um, it's funny. When I started this music with a message program, I gave, I just wanted to give everyone all of my advice. You know, so <laughs> I just like, I literally was just like, here's every story you could possibly benefit from. And I want you to remember this and this and this. Um, but now I have it narrowed because I think it's more digestible and I can always go back in and talk to them more, but I just want to help, you know, kids go through that. Um, but I always say, if you walk away with one thing from today, it's please keep going. And I used to say keep going because any day your life can change you can get a phone call you can get you know meet your dream person but now I say it's not about that keep going because you can change your life my life changed when I decided to change it when I stopped looking around at other people and thinking why doesn't my husband you know take take me for a walk like I'm a dog like no like (laughs) but I was like why doesn't he just like invite me for a walk well I know that I need to take a walk and get in nature. So that's my job. So keep going. You can change your life and you can make yourself happy. Oh my gosh. Kaylee, thank you so much for taking the time. I just appreciate you so much. And I just can't wait to air this. I love talking to you. So thank you so much. Yes. And I'll definitely be in touch. Okay. I'm so glad we did. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you.